0: All right, hey, what's up, FMBA Nation? This is Bill Brower, and in this episode, the 50th episode of FMBA Nation podcast. Very proud to sit here and say that. Very privileged to have the honor to do this. And just wanted to say thank you to the listeners of the podcast, helping us get to this point. So with that said, episode 50, a milestone for us and the guest on the show, is also part of another milestone which was the 125th annual njf mba convention and i had the opportunity to sit down and talk with our keynote speaker whose name is katie mckenna and she is the author of the book titled how to get run over by a truck she literally got run over by a truck and lived to tell the story about it so just a true inspirational story She is such an energetic and lively person. It was an absolute pleasure to sit there and talk with her. And I hope that you get the same enjoyment out of this conversation as I did when speaking to her. Uh, Thank you again for your support of FMBA Nation and looking forward to delivering many more episodes to come. So enjoy. All right, let me ask you a question. Are you like me and need a cup of coffee in the morning to get your day off to a good start? How about an afternoon cup of bean at the station? We all know that shift work is brutal to our sleep cycles and that we could use a cup of Joe to give us that push through the shift. That's where our friends from Fire Department Coffee come in. Whether you're a firefighter, an EMT, or dispatcher, do yourself a favor and try them out. We have a special offer for our listeners and supporters. Go to FireDepartmentCoffee.com, that's F-I-R-E-D-E-P-T-C-O-F-F-E-E.com, and use promo code NJFMBA for 15% off your next purchase. In addition, for every purchase made, Fire Department Coffee will donate 15% of the sale to our Mark Birag Memorial Cancer Fund. These guys are great people and our career firefighters themselves just trying to make really good coffee to help us get through our next shift. So go buy some today, and don't forget to use promo code NJFMBA. All right, this is Bill Brower from FMBA Nation. We're live at the 125th annual NJFMBA convention down here at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We just got done with a an amazing uh, speech by our keynote speaker, who I'm sitting and I have the privilege and honor to speak with, Katie McKenna. Uh, she is originally from Brooklyn, New York, currently lives in Vermont, and she is an inspirational uh, speaker and a, and a life coach. Um, Katie, I don't think there was a dry eye in the room um, You know, after listening to your story, and uh, it was just absolutely touching to hear the tragedy and the trauma that you went through um, and, and to see where you are now after hearing what had happened and, and, and everything you had been challenged with, you and your family, um, it's amazing to be able to sit here and, and, and have this conversation and, and talk to you about it.
1: Well, it's, it's I'm so grateful for the opportunity to, to speak with you and then with everybody who is here today. Um, It is kind of an incredible thing. I mean, the reason why I share the story is of after getting run over by a truck, of realizing...
0: Wait, wait, say that again.
1: Oh, uh, sorry. I was I was run over by an 18-wheel truck while riding my bicycle about 14 years ago. That's so that's the story that I kind of talk about, and I do think that's important because sometimes they, people say "hit by a truck," I'm like, no no, 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 that would be casual. Right. So it was eight wheels of an 18-wheeler ran over my body, um, and it is. Truth be told, honestly, Bill, if it hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I'd be like, there's no way that somebody would survive that. Yeah. So it it feels like it's of my mission to share that story of overcoming what feels like an insurmountable obstacle while also making sure that the people who are so instrumental in making it possible for me to live my life that they get highlighted and acknowledged and that's why today is just so incredibly
0: special to 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 sit there and to literally look at you you're seven months pregnant congratulations (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) um you know you're walking yes and uh to hear amount of struggle mm. and the challenges you were posed you were you were faced with um, and to see how you are now and you're such a you're such your personality is just it's absolutely beaming like, oh, thank you, you very walk much. into the room you had that personality where you know we could sit back and, and us as, you know tough gritty firefighters EMTs and dispatchers um, you know to, to have you come into the room and, and your personality is just beaming so you know uh, kudos to you for that thank as well you. I think it really um uh delivers your message even even more so well, um, that. so october 2nd 2007
1: yes that's
0: right uh was your your start of your journey like you said that's in your speech right. um you were out on a bike ride which i commend you 10 miles on a bike <laughs> 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 i don't even think i could do 10 miles on a peloton so.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: doing the peloton now, yeah. and it feels harder on the peloton than it do, no, did it? On, yeah. on the bike. I mean, I, it was a long time ago, so it's harder for me to remember. But <laughs> right. uh,
0: ten miles, I probably would have gotten off and walked at that point. <laughs> so
1: walking your bike on a Brooklyn sidewalk is a real bummer. So yeah. that's probably the only reason why I stuck it out. <laughs> I always have to do those long loops, you right. know, so that you're stuck.
0: Right, right. I would just do laps around my neighborhood. <laughs> about Smarter times. than I am, to be honest. <laughs> um so you're approaching a a turn and uh god why don't you tell a story because you're yeah, better so at it than
1: I, am. I was at a red light and i it was about 6 a.m and i was hoping to see the sunrise and so i was at the red light on my left hand side was an 18-wheel truck and um didn't have its indicator on so i made my right turn signal and i took my turn kind of wide and easy and unfortunately the truck had not seen me and it just didn't have its indicator on. Yeah. And so um, I missed being run over by the cab of the truck, so the heaviest part of the truck, by only a few inches. But um, I was run over by the first four wheels and then the second four wheels. So um, what happened is, is that I broke all of my ribs, I fractured my pelvis in five places, suffered a lot of internal injuries um, and tore out the uh, most of my right side um, with my bike's gear shift.
0: Wow, that's incredible. I mean, what what goes through your mind? I mean, it, it, the way you spoke in your keynote, it was almost like um, it was euphoric, right? Like you're in you're in a state of of euphoria, or you're in a state of uh, of just reality is is gone. It must have been like blurry vision and, and, and all. but but you spoke so. Um, Detailed like everything that had happened that morning you were on point and as detailed. It was it was incredible um, What was going through your mind when when that happened?
1: I think that and that's very kind of you I mean, I think part of the reason why it it's stuck in my head truly was because of the fact that like I did think I was dying and so I thought of that as the very last moments of my life and so all that I wanted to do was pay very very close attention and try to take it all in. Um, and for better or for worse, you know, there's an interesting thing about the work that you do and your colleagues do where it's like, you're there's a lot of trauma. My PTSD was really, really intense. And so I remember that moment between 40 to 60 times a day. And so I would, and even you can't see it, but like I, I get body shakes and they, it, it makes me, I scunch up kind of on the side of my body. Um, and so I think that's part of the reason why I remember it so clearly, yeah. and even now, like I can run through it. I can, I can smell yeah. the asphalt mm-hmm. in in my nose. I can, I can hear the crunch of my bones even as we're talking about it. And I think that it was, it's the two things of being like, if these are the last moments of my life, I want to remember them, and also the PTSD of just being like, you can't help but remember them, right. which is just a really curious part of the experience, yeah. you know? Yeah,
0: you know. P- Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServePro of Central Union County and Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. They're a locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison. Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908-233-7070. PTSD is... something in, in our line of work now that uh, I think it's always been there right yeah this whole traumatic uh, these traumatic events these traumatic calls that we go on mm-hmm. uh, it's always been there but, but the awareness of PTSD and mental health and traumatic experiences and resiliency and, and all that stuff has really become a, a hot topic a, a one of the one of the bigger topics in the fire service in the first responder community um, you know and, and to hear your story I can only imagine what those first responders probably think about that day because I know you know there's calls that we go on and and there's some that just they stick with you unfortunately you know to see somebody in that type of condition after being run over by an 18-wheeler and and the chaos that surrounds that type of a scene um, you know I'm sure there's men and women that responded that day that are that are going through the same not the same but but a, their own version of their PTSD that Absolutely. they deal with. Absolutely. I, I think it
1: is the same. I think also because I was I felt completely out of control. Yeah. But it's got to be even harder as a first responder, in my mind, because you are being charged with saving this person's life. And I couldn't, to be frank with you, I didn't look down. I didn't look at what had happened to my body because I just, I knew that if I looked down, it would be really problematic for me Yeah. and would make it harder for me to think that I was going to survive, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I that I didn't make that as a part of my experience. But the to to stare unflinching at someone in that moment mm-hmm. of course, how can it not be deeply traumatic? And also what an amazingly brave thing to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is to put your feelings aside. I was deep in my feelings, sure. right? Yeah. But as the first responders weren't able to feel. And and I think about that PTSD for them very often. Yeah about how real that is. Yeah. You know. And then also and then I went to the hospital and then they probably went on another call.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That no, that there's no like time to there's decompress. exactly. Mm-hmm. There's
1: no time to, to kind of wash it off. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 So
0: uh, that morning, all that stuff happens, you, uh, you're you transported to, I would imagine, a, a trauma center. Yeah. Um, how long are you in the hospital? For? I was in the
1: hospital for um, over two months, mm-hmm. and then I'm very, very lucky in that my parents both got short-term disability and they were able to work something out with a hospital that they turned the first floor of their house into a hospital room for me. Wow with a full hospital bed, yeah. with a ramp. Wow. And like, you know, I, I was the, you know, all my medications on the stereo. So it was, it was very, very lucky. I actually went home right before Thanksgiving, which yeah. was such a gift. Um, so I think I was in like hospital-like conditions from, for about five, five to six months. I couldn't go up to like the second floor of, you know the house so yeah. like i was living in a hospital The initial
0: prognosis i'm assuming was not good right i mean no originally doctors like you were saying before uh it, the outlook was bad
1: absolutely yeah the doctor when i was in the er um i asked her if i was going to live and she told me probably not
0: yeah
1: um and then later on another doctor told me that i would never walk again mm-hmm. and then um, another doctor told me that i shouldn't expect to live anything that resembles normal life So those were all, you know, not ideal, not my favorite, um, not what I was hoping for, but you know, you take what you get. Um, and it was, it was definitely a very, you know, the thing that's hard is that these were just men and women who were trying to do their best. Yeah. You know, they wanted for me to have a deep understanding about what my life was going to look like. And for me in that moment, I'm very blessed in that, like, I have a unbelievably supportive family and, um. In an interesting twist, my father's sister was in a drunk driving accident when she was about 22. Okay. and um, she was in the passenger seat when a, her friend was driving drunk. she have a seatbelt on. She was thrown through the windshield of a car of the car and sustained serious brain damage. And so it wasn't the first time that my family had sure, been in situations: something like this. Exactly. And so my dad kind of said something to me where he was like, "You know you have the mental acuity." To overcome this your aunt marlene didn't so try to think about what it is that you can do yeah and i think understanding that that was sort of a gift in and of itself was incredibly helpful when getting those rough prognoses
0: yeah you know when you came through the cloud so to speak right mm-hmm. when you got through probably the roughest patch in the beginning
2: mm-hmm.
0: what was it like for you uh moving forward what was the biggest challenge for you moving forward mm-hmm. as you were health started progressing in a more positive light
1: such a good question um the hardest thing honestly was was accepting that my life was going to be different Yeah. honestly like i i think i wanted so badly to go back to the person that i was on october 1st mm-hmm. and acknowledging that she didn't exist anymore that i think was the hardest yeah was just being like you're I, I haven't known a moment without pain in 14 years. Mm-hmm. And for a while I fought that, of just being angry. And it, you have to accept it, it's just the truth. Yeah. And I think that that was the biggest thing, was just to say, this is who you are, this is your life now, and you have a responsibility to live it joyfully. Yeah, And I, that took me a very, very long time, I, I'd say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you're fast forward you're you're now you're here, we're yeah. talking, we're having this conversation, you're walking, you're seven months pregnant. Um, when you come to these types of conferences, these conventions, what is your what is your message? Like mm-hmm. what what is the what is your end goal? What do you want people to walk away with from hearing your story and, and, and where they're going?
2: Yeah, that is
1: such a great question. My my hope is is that people who hear me speak that number one that they know that their work has deep deep value and real impact. That sometimes it's easy, I think, to get lost in the job and just thinking of it as a way that we earn a paycheck. But in actuality, the work that you all do has such deep meaning and deep impact. And I, I said it in the talk, but like, I think of the first responders who took care of me when I blew out my birthday candles, on the anniversary of my accident, on when I had the first dance with my husband at my wedding, and when I heard the heartbeat of this baby. It's really incredible and and hard to remember that like every day when you help one person, the ripple effects of your work are felt throughout the world. And you think it's just a Tuesday, but it's so, so much more than that.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Well, listen, Katie, I really appreciate you coming on to the show, uh, telling us your story again. And uh, I mean, it's just amazing to be able to sit here, talk to you. Listen to what had happened to you, and it's like, I mean, I'm looking at somebody looks like nothing's ever <laughs> happened to you, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, I really appreciate you sitting down and, and taking a couple minutes out of your day to, to, to tell us this, and uh, I really wish you the best of luck with the Thank baby. Thank you, thanks. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully don't be a stranger. Come, come around. I would love know? it. And this um, was
1: such a joy, and yeah. it was such an honor to speak at this convention, and also to thank you for taking the time and being interested in my story. I hope it's helpful to your listeners in some way, shape, or form. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: All right, everyone. Well, that wraps up another great episode from FMBA Nation. Thanks for listening to it. And if you don't already, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can listen to this podcast on any of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. And if you have an Alexa-enabled device and enable the TuneIn skill, you can say, Alexa, play FMBA Nation podcast on TuneIn Radio. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the podcast, or would like to be featured on the FMBA Nation podcast where you can talk about your products and or services that you have to offer, be sure to email us at nation at njfmba.org. And until next time, be safe.